Let's talk about it. I know it sounds scary, but we're going to discuss how to use pattern in your home. And I have the very talented Leah Keggy from Coastal Design here with me. She's an artist who's developed a series of amazing designs that are available to you, by the way, very affordably. And we are going to get into how to use pattern in your home. I promise it's not scary, and I promise you can do it. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today, I'm going to welcome Leah Keggy. Leah Keggy owns the brand Coastal, that's C-O-A-S-T-L. It is a modern coastal-inspired art, and she creates coastal-inspired patterns and prints for the perfect bringing in that little beach vacation into every day into your home. Whether you live by the beach or not, we all love it, and so bring it into your home to make you feel good, right? From her home in Georgia, not quite as close to the ocean as she would like, she creates art digitally inspired by travel and the world around her. Her art includes subtle abstract prints to coastal color palettes to tropical florals, and she enjoys creating patterns for home decor and accessories, perfect for turning any home into a modern beach house. So we'll welcome Leah, and you're going to hear all about her. Her website's fantastic. She sells on very popular websites that you all have heard of, and we're going to get into that so you can see her designs, and I guarantee you're going to love it as much as I did. So here we go. Hey, Leah, it's great having you today. I'm so glad you're here, and it's a topic that a lot of people get confused about, so I'm I'm glad that you're here to, you know, kind of break it down for us. So just tell me briefly a little bit about you. Absolutely. Glad to be here as well. My name is Leah. I am a surface pattern designer. So what that means is I create patterns and prints for fabric and home decor products. And my goal is to add a little vacation to every day. I love that. I love that. What is um, the inspiration for a lot of your patterns? So for me, it's uh, the coast is a huge inspiration for me. I, I actually grew up totally landlocked in Minnesota. And my favorite part of childhood was getting down to the beach, going down to Florida every year for, some, yeah. for spring break, summer vacations, like that. So, and I've always wanted a beach house. <laughs> and so that wasn't going to, ha- you know, that's not going to happen. Still pretty landlocked here in Athens, Georgia. And I was like, you know what? I can still decorate my home like a beach house without it being fully, you know, a beach house. So I started creating patterns for me personally, but then realized that there was a lot of opportunity out there because I mean, everyone wants to be on vacation all the time. So why not make every day vacation? I think that's a great point. Like you're bringing something into your home that makes you feel good. And I preach Mm -hmm. that all the time. It's like, you know, for you, it's like, I, you know, I want this like beach vibe or whatever, and that makes me happy. And so I'm going to bring it into the house. So I imagine too, the inspiration for your patterns comes from colors that you see at the beach with the sand and the water, the sky, any of the landscape yep. too. Right. And we'll get into it for the audience later, but you know, Leah's website is amazing. And once you see her patterns and we get into them a little more, I also love that you do coastal, but not in the necessary traditional way, which we're going to talk about. I mean, some of it is, but you have your own twist on it, which I love. 
So, you know, having said that, let's talk about, I think people get afraid to use pattern. They're scared. They're not quite sure. Maybe it's too bold. Maybe it's too much. Maybe they're going to get tired of it. Is it going to be overwhelming for them? So you and I chatted a bit about using pattern in the home and minimalism versus maximalism. So let's talk a little bit about that and see if we can help the audience kind of overcome that. Absolutely. My advice is always to start small. So it's not, you know, you don't have to start with wallpaper. (laughs) You can start with throw pillows, which is a great way to kind of add a little pop of color, see how you like it, incorporate a pattern. Uh, And you can start with simpler patterns as well, something like a stripe versus an all out floral. That's something that it keeps the feel light and towards that minimalist kind of look without only sticking to neutrals and solid colors. Yeah, like it's using a geometric versus <laughs> something scrolling right. floral, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think too, that's where so my I joke that my husband is pattern averse. And <laughs> that's where you can kind of in a in a home, it can be a little scary to kind of jump into one style when you've got multiple people who like different things. So kind of saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with a small simple pattern and then maybe layer something else in later allows you to really, really kind of build your own, your own space, but also experiment a bit with pattern. That's a really, really good point because some people might be, one person in the family might be really open to trying it and the other might not be. And even when it comes to wallpaper, which we're going to chat a little bit about, I always say to my clients, we can start it in like a powder room, right? Or Maybe we do a ceiling somewhere or maybe a guest Mm -hmm. bedroom, somewhere where maybe not everyone in the family is in, you know, the space every day. But yes, you bring up a really, a really good point. And I think the other thing people really stumble upon is mixing patterns and what works together, right? And Mm -hmm. I always say you kind of have like your main, you know, hero pattern and usually taking a geometric and then with a floor, it's like the yin and the yang and everything in design, it's always about balance. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, mixing patterns, what works together, like large scale versus small scale, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in surface pattern design, a lot of artists design in kind of these collections where you've got the hero print, which is definitely your kind of bolder print. And then you layer in what, you know, a coordinating print or a blender and Mm -hmm. those get simpler and simpler. Usually the bigger the size of the print, the bolder it shows up in a room. Yep. And a smaller print almost can blend in as a texture. Yes. Where then layering is a bit easier. You don't want every print to be the same size because then yes. you're going to have a lot of different focal points. But if you've got one big piece that's got a you know big repeat pattern and then a couple smaller, you know, polka dots, for example, yep. that those contrasts actually complement each other. Completely. In fact, I was just thinking now that we're doing video, I should have brought like two fabric swatches on to show. I should have brought, I've got like piles of them. Right. They're, just, they're not accessible. Yeah, right? for, the, for the people that are going to watch the video portion of this. But, and then having said that with color, so let's say you had a floral in a lot of blues. Mm-hmm. And let's say there was a little green in there. You could maybe pick the tinier pattern in that same green to pick it up or use all the same blues, right? As far as tying the colors in. Because I think that's challenging for people too. Yeah, I think that's, and that's the other kind of point to make about starting with patterns is start with simple color palettes. Don't commit to something that's got eight or nine colors in it. Start with a, with a, a blue and white, you know, maybe it's a blue and white stripe or a blue white 
and green stripe where you can kind of then add, you could layer on later or back off even more and say, oh, I just want something with blue and white. Right. But starting, you know, that and then picking out that color and keeping your colors consistent will also help it feel less overwhelming yes. when you put them all together. So if the colors yeah. match, the room comes together much better. Yeah. And my advice on tying it in too is let's say the pattern was a blue and white floral and it has green stems. Your geometric mm -hmm. tiny print could either be one of the blues, both of the blues, or it could be like one, the one little green and white. So it correlates enough. You're just going to pick one color and you want to match it. That would be my advice. You know, I think once you get into a pattern that has eight colors, for the coordinating small print, you could either pick the main color, like let's say it had a black background with multiple bright jewel tones. You could do something black and white, or maybe you pick mm -hmm. one of the jewel tones in like fuchsia and white, you know? Right. But you do want to tie them. You do want to yeah. tie them together color-wise, right? You want to tie them together color-wise and like picking out either kind of that subtle piece or the main color just will shift kind of how maximalist it feels, the more you stick yep. with the, you know, if you stick with more blues, it is going to feel more minimal than if you pull blues and greens and yellows into yep. the same room. Yeah. So definitely. So the bottom line for the audience out there is that when you're, when you're mixing patterns, you're going to take basically something that's like freeform, floral, scrolly. And if you want to put something with it, you're going to go with a geometric, you're going to kind of juxtapose right. What seems opposite, but that's what makes them work. And then you're going to want to tie the color. So though, I think those are really mm -hmm. the two main takeaways on Absolutely. like mixing patterns. So it can be done. And it's really just thinking about opposites. And I talk about that all the time, like with yeah. furniture, right? If the room's really linear, you're going to want to add a curved chair or a round yeah. here. It really applies all through design. And I try to really emphasize that to people. It's a lot of common sense that you can't get wrong. Right. And so don't be afraid of it. And the thing is with Leah's patterns, which you guys will see, they're so welcoming and easy to the eye that I think in your line, there's so many that you could mix and match because of the color you use and the way yep. your patterns are designed. So yeah, I think that's good. I try to stick to a palette so you can pull different pieces depending on what you're doing with a room or with a space so that it's not as overwhelming to say, okay, this, these are all soft aquas or these are all you know, peachy pink and I can put them together without kind of worrying that things aren't going to match. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, leaving the audience with those two tips and I'm going to have you for the YouTube audience that's going to be watching this on video, Leah's going to hold up what, you know, one of her main hero patterns and then what she would use as a complementary pattern with it. And this will be a good example. So yeah, Leah, show me, show me what you have on yeah. there. So here is a floral that's got, you know, a couple colors in it. It's a bit bolder. And yeah. I would pair this with, you know, more of a, like a linear, almost yep. kind of a mud cloth look where you, you know, kind of behind it is probably Super a better pretty. look to say, Super okay, pretty. here's, you know, easy to yep. mix without getting too overwhelming. And for the audience listening, the hero pattern had, you know, a couple main colors in it and the little geometric pattern picked up, there was sort of like an earthy blue. It picked up on the same blue. So it really tied together. Yeah. No, that's just a good example Absolutely. to show. Let's talk about then it's interesting, but pattern can actually be neutral and people get a little stumped when you say that, but even over the years, I mean, it's come up even in fashion too, but Animal prints can be neutral. It's funny. There's some animal print carpets that a lot of my clients like, and mm -hmm. they can be neutral. I've had animal print like tiny leopard 
linen pillows I used to use, and they were very neutral. And, and people don't think they can be, but they can. So let's also talk about how patterns can be neutral, not just because of the color that they are, but the pattern itself, once it's, you know, applied, whether it be mm-hmm. in a rug, a pillow, a wallpaper, it can actually visually come across not so busy, but it's neutral, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, it's funny because leopard print is one of those where it, it's a neutral and people kind of, you know, are like, like what? Pause <laughs> and are unsure. Yeah. But I think some of it is it, the, the way that you, if leopard print is presented in that smaller scale, it really, it almost feels like a texture where you're yep. bringing it in, but it's, it's not, it doesn't feel as in your face because it, it just kind of blends into the background as with that subtlety and not all obviously patterns work that way but a lot of times if they're you know they're geometric that is another place where it can almost come off as a texture and and two i think you know another thing like people don't think of certain colors as neutrals a lot of designers see blue as a neutral now as well because it is very it's very flexible It, it it kind of can go in and out of being really bold or very soft but I think too, it just depends like on your space. So you can really treat anything as a neutral if you if you use it correctly. I agree. Yeah, I think people shouldn't be afraid that any pattern they use is bold or too bold for to live. You know, it can be bold, and bold can be great. Mm-hmm. It can be something that really brings some drama and mm-hmm. interest to a space. So yeah, and pattern can also be really graphic. Like I have mm-hmm. a I have window treatments in my office that are black and white and they're they're a leaf pattern, but there's a lot of white background and then it's just very graphic. So it doesn't, it's not dizzying, it's nothing you get tired of. Yet putting a plain shade in this office wouldn't have looked right. It needed a little something. So this pattern I can actually live with a really long time. And I know, I think that's one of the fears because fabric can be expensive. Things can be expensive to install and people don't want to get, you know, tired of it, but it can really change a room. Like I was just at a client recently and we were selecting new carpet for the space using an existing solid sofa. Mm. going to put just some very neutrally pillows, a little bit of pattern, but not much. And we were looking at like a solid drapery panel, which was very pretty in there with the right color. And then I pulled out this just almost looked like a watercolor of a pattern. And we put it up and we're like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden the room sort of took on this whole other presence with that pattern. And yet it was restful and easy to live with. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess my point is don't feel like pattern is just one thing, busy, headachey. It's actually important to use it you know, to draw some interest, right? I think it can move the eye around the room, which is really nice. And it prevents kind of like the eye sitting in one space, which gets boring. And I think too, you know, to that point, you can use patterns that are more, you know, graphic or geometric that don't feel so, I don't want to say trendy isn't the right word, but you know, like kind of almost seasonal where- Yeah, or temporary. Yeah. Temporary, right. You've got- because I think, you know, if you like a trend, it's it, you can have it forever. It's not it's yeah. not that you have to be on trend, but I think that there's sometimes people feel like, oh, if I use a pattern, I'm going to want to change it in, in right. a year. But as a, I think a simpler pattern or a pattern that you're just drawn to, why not, you know, kind of commit to it in a small scale? You don't have to put it on everything. 
Yeah. I think you can surprise yourself because I think like I brought a bold pattern into my powder room and I was like, I love it in here. And like, I, <laughs> and it's nice to have for guests too. And I'm about to do it in a guest bedroom. I'm going to put a bolder pattern on the wall. It's neutral tones, but the mm -hmm. pattern's large scale and bold. But I know once is up just from the sample, I can already tell it's going to feel so magical and different in there than just with paint. I know you really want to ask a designer questions. I know you really would love that professional opinion, what to do. I know nothing goes off in your brain when you think about that, except the words expensive, intimidating. I won't have a choice. I'm here to tell you none of my services make you feel that way. But my newest service is probably the easiest and most affordable way to quickly get some answers. It is my solutions design micro session. That's right. And we can select a topic of your choosing, whether you're struggling with space planning, palette, cohesiveness, which items to buy, what not to buy. For $249, you can book that with me very easily and we will spend one hour together and I will be your own personal design advisor for that solid hour. So link is in the show notes or check out my Instagram page or website. I hope to see you there. That's a good segue. It leads us into our next topic, which is wallpaper, which you mentioned in the beginning. And there's a lot of choices now. Wallpaper's really made a big comeback. There's really? actually so many interesting things available and so many choices. So let's talk about how to use it. And you and I spoke about using pattern versus texture. And texture is wonderful too. Texture adds a nice environment to the room as well. So I'd love your take on that. You and I did touch on that a little bit and I'd love to hear your take on that. Absolutely. And texture is really good for furniture and throw pillows and textiles. Where texture can get a little hairy is on is definitely on walls. You know, you don't necessarily want to popcorn ceiling all of the walls in your house. I think where wallpaper has come back is that pattern is kind of the other solution to bring interest to a wall. And you're absolutely right that wallpaper has just totally taken off. I remember for a while there, it was like, never would I wallpaper. And now I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to accent wall this guy. And so, yeah, I'm getting like a little wallpaper crazy in my house too. It's a lot of fun and it's a mm -hmm. great way to, you know, there's for a while gallery walls were, you know, everywhere. And those get really difficult to do in every room where it feels like too much, but it creates interest in a big wall space that's, you know, yeah. doesn't have anything else going on. And you mean having like one accent wall? Right. So yeah. if you have one, like if you have one wallpaper accent wall, then you're not worried about how you're going to organize seven pieces of art. And I think that's part right. of the benefit that wallpaper brings is it's, yeah. it, it doesn't require kind of then putting as much other things on the wall. On the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Which That's I love really a gallery good. wall. Every right. time I try to lay one out, it does not go. <laughs> so the thing too that I like to remind people of is using wallpaper on a ceiling is amazing. It's yes. fun in a dining room. It's fun in just in a powder room. It could be fun in a bedroom. And that could be your accent wall or yeah. like the behind the bed, right? Is And I actually mm -hmm. did that in my daughter's room and it really, the pattern really speaks throughout. As far as texture, there is a lot available in wallpapers. Like a lot of people mm -hmm. are familiar with the Philip Jeffries textures. I added yeah. one to my bedroom and it really created a whole different environment. It just felt warmer and more inviting than just the solid paint. 
So, Mm -hmm. and textures, I think you can live with a long time too. So, you know, don't be afraid of those either. Textures definitely have their place. And there's so much available in textures now too. There's peel and stick, there's vinyls. Mm -hmm. There's so much available. I'm redoing um, an office for my husband and I think I'm going to use a peel and stick because it looks like whatever. And and it's Mm -hmm. going in a small room that we may change to something else later. So this looks great. We'll see. I just got the sample. But I do think with pattern, like we talked about with wallpaper, If you're afraid to start it, pick an area of your house, like a foyer ceiling, a powder room, Mm -hmm. a guest room, another ceiling. And I think you might be amazed at what it does for the space. And then you'll feel more open to using it other places. It gets a little contagious once you do it. It does. I think the other, you know, speaking of the the ceiling, Mm -hmm. one of the things I saw that recently, and I have yet to try it, but is an accent wall into the ceiling of wallpaper. So it carries up and over and it creates extra height in the room so when you've got a you know a smaller or darker space a light colored wallpaper that runs you know up and over I'm like I wonder if I could pull that photo just so we've got it somewhere but it was beautiful and it was such a great idea to increase kind of increase the the color like the brightness in the room and then also the height in the ceiling well when you have like as I don't know if the room had angles or slopes but if it does Could we even talk about this with when we're painting a room like that? Sometimes you just paint the whole thing, including the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And the same would apply with wallpaper. You're going to want to go up on those angles with it. And it kind of creates this, for lack of a better term, like a cave-like, but that makes it actually inviting and warm. In fact, Mm -hmm. I just did a primary bedroom that had a lot of slopes and we added a texture and we brought it up onto the angles and it just kind of enveloped the Mm -hmm. space and it just made it really cozy. So yeah, there's all kinds of ways. Again, with that, you don't want to be afraid of it and start out small like anything else. Start out in a small area, but it is contagious. Like I've I've wallpapered like my little breakfast nook in my kitchen. So the kitchen's really very Mm -hmm. neutral. We had this little nook area where the table sits and I added a fun pattern there. I added it Mm -hmm. in my powder room. I did texture in my bedroom. I added pattern to one of my girls' rooms and it all works. Like they're all very different, but as you go through the house, nothing looks mismatched or Mm great. Like you don't feel like you're in a crazy Willy Wonka house. You know, it sounds like you would be, but it brings such a special touch. Absolutely. I just, I just designed a couple, like a set of wallpaper for Loomwell. Uh, They do a lot of kids wallpaper. And one of the things that I did specifically, they're, they're not all necessarily like nursery children's prints yeah I kept that color so if you wanted to go through different rooms of your house and keep similar colors to kind of prevent that Willy Wonka feel right you can do that where you can say okay I'm gonna keep my blues and we're gonna have you know there's a color theme that kind of or a thread that kind of pulls through it prevents it kind of prevents that same kind of maximalist feel of, of patterns in a room Yeah. I call it the common denominator effect. Yeah. So if you look and you, and the common denominator isn't, people think that's hard to get. Typically you gravitate toward the same thing. So if Mm -hmm. people like blues, you can use different shades of blues. You can do a floral with blues. You can do a geometric with blue in another room. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be. So yeah, there are common denominators and this leads us. I mean, we've talked about a lot of places where you can put wallpaper in unexpected places like a ceiling, a powder room. The other thing that's fun is to wallpaper the inside of a closet. Yep. And it can really make like 
putting linens away or put like, and it's just fun when you open the closet or in a kid's room, laundry rooms, it's a Mm -hmm. great application because you want to feel happy and fun in there. It's such a like daunting, mediocre task that I always say to people, put a pattern on the wall, either with paint or with wallpaper, Mm -hmm. like make it happy, make it fun in there. And you can use extra wallpaper as like uh, dresser paper. Oh yeah. You, if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a closet, for example, and then you've yeah. got, so you've got that kind of pop. And then when you open a drawer or open a cabinet, you get the same, that same feel. And you kind of, you get that happy little adrenaline, like not adrenaline, but the little dopamine boost of like, yeah, there's, there's this pattern or there's this texture that I was, I was a little unexpected. It's fun. It's not too much of a commitment. You can peel and stick so you can take it off. That's yep. another great option there. And I was also one time thought about walk-in pantries. Like it's a daunting task mm-hmm. to put the groceries away, but how fun if right. you open the pantry and there's this great pattern that makes you happy. And then you want to like organize your pantry and put your groceries away. So that's another unexpected place that I think pattern could be fun and it's motivating. Mm-hmm. and it's happy. Right. Right. Yeah. And it adds interest. So let's chat about the nuances of what we'll call coastal design, <laughs> which is really popular. You and I speak about this all the time. You know, it doesn't mean it has to be all seashells and beach. There's a definite range of coastal. And and before mm-hmm. I had talked to you, I was talking about it because I'm going to be putting out the style quiz soon. And I was talking to somebody about how, you know, you can have very sophisticated, elegant coastal, you know, or beach, like the range, mm-hmm. there's a huge range of it, right? <clears throat> so let's talk about that a little because coastal is popular for sure. Absolutely. As a decor, um, it, yeah. Right. And it is so varied. I think there's a, you know, a lot of feelings about TikTok, but what I did love is like <laughs> when that kind of coastal grandma trend popped up for a second yeah. there, yeah. it really brought to light the, you know, the, the Diane Keaton and the movies versus, you know, the kind of like eclectic beach shack that you think of uh, often with coastal, right. you know, it's, it's not all starfish. <laughs> Exactly. In seashells. Yeah. um, Right. But I think that there is, you know, there's a a common denominator within that coastal category, that light and airy whites and grays with blue. Yeah. But then from there, you can add a lot more color and get a little bit more into the traditional beach feel, or you can, you can keep it pretty minimal in the color and add more texture and Mm -hmm. that keeps it more elevated. Exactly. Because there's even contemporary homes that are coastal. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, I worked on one years ago. It was the house was actually on the water. The architecture of the outside of the house was very contemporary. There were a lot of glass windows that overlook the water. They had very minimalistic taste and wanted like very sculptural furniture. But we had mm-hmm. a lot of white. We had some driftwood pieces that came in, and it was very upscale, but coastal. And then like I did a house in Newport and it was very, what I would call maybe elegant coastal. It had like, (laughs) and we used linens and we used rope and we used raffia and things like that, but in like an elevated way. So, I mean, it can run the range. And I think the point is if you love coastal, take into account maybe the architecture of your home and the style of furniture that you like, like the shape of it, and you can make it coastal. So whether it's like right. a scroll arm sofa or a sculptural sofa, like what my client used, you can be coastal, you know? Absolutely. And I think if you, it's the thinking about those color palettes. So that, that 
upscale coastal, you can still play with a bit of color. I like, I think of when I think of kind of that elevated coastal, but it's not really, it's not super contemporary is you get those like yes. eye cat prints where there's some yes. texture in them, yes. but they're not, you know, they're not maybe as literal. They're more abstract and they're kind of the focus of the pattern. Yes. And then with that kind of more contemporary, there isn't as much pattern. Maybe it's a stripe or two or kind of a, a you know, occasionally some kind of floral, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's a lot of that, like that texture that I think really helps. And th- th- what I appreciate about kind of that upscale coastal feel is you can do it anywhere. It doesn't have to be on the water for it to really feel like a welcoming home. And it totally you still get that coastal feel, you know, kind of, I'm very landlocked, but we have a lot of lighter furniture and blues because we don't want you know, because I, whether or not my husband likes it, I'm the one that decorates the house. So, <laughs> so it's going to look a little beachy, but it's not really beachy. It's, it's got that coastal, coastal feel. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I've been to, into a lot of homes near us. They're not necessarily on the beach or on the water, but people, people do. I mean, that's a whole other conversation with color psychology, but people gravitate to blue because it's calming, mm-hmm. has a nice effect. So a lot of people do like blue in their homes. And so my thing would be put your own twist on it. Like, don't be afraid. There's, there's a lot of manufacturers that do beautiful coastal pieces, but you don't want to have someone, I always say, you don't want someone to walk in your house and be like, oh, that looks like page three of the catalog I just got. Right. So you want to pick and choose and then put your own twist on it. And um, what's nice about your patterns is they do put a beautiful twist on, on coastal, which leads me to you and I talked about kind of like some of your palette is maybe unexpected for coastal. What do you think is your favorite unexpected color that you personally like in coastal decor that somebody wouldn't necessarily associate with coastal, but it, it is and can be? So for me, I really like a pop of a peachy pink color uh, with mm. those blues and greens, because I think that it's unexpected, but it it's not over the top. So yes. I've got an example actually of one right here that I had pulled. So this little little bit of peachy pink yep you know you get just just a hint of that little a little more vibrancy a little bit of fun where you get the mellow tones with the blues and the greens that makes a great just subtle hint and it you know it's we're we're, it's a barbie world we're just living in it so at this point (laughs) i feel like pink is like safely back you know there's i know i mean in fact my brand colors i use like a blush pink but I've been finding the last several years in my own home and some of my clients, I've been using it as an accent color and I love it. It's neutral and it's not something where someone else in the house might be like, that's too like girly or pink. Like it's really neutral. Like I I use a lot of black and white and then that's like a soft accent or it looks good with grays. It looks good with blues. It is a really good color. And I'm so glad that you highlight it as a coastal color because it, like, if you look at the inside of a seashell, that's the color right? Absolutely. It can be certain seashells, right? Especially down South in Florida. So I love that you have stuff that's unexpected. And in a minute, we'll get to that because we're going to list your website and everything. And when you guys go to Leah's website, her patterns are awesome. You do a collection for it's Society 6, right? Yep. I've got yep. patterns on Society 6, which yep. is a, a wide variety of like home decor accessories. And yep. I'm also, I've also got stuff on Spoonflower, which is great yep. for fabric. They've yep. got some home decor as well. And that is super fun because you can get the fabric and you can upholster or you can, you know, kind of put 
you can get wall hangings or curtains yeah, you'd as be well. So creative. So I'm really excited for mm-hmm. everybody to see this. So before we jump to that with all your resources yeah. that we're going to link, we're going to link in the show notes so that everybody will have the links. And I'm really excited for everyone to see your collection because I love it. I also love Society6. I think they do great stuff. We've covered a lot, but do you have any other quick tips or advice to tell the listeners as far as just tips overall, just for using pattern, anything else you want to share? And then I'll have you list like your social media website and other mm-hmm. places and we'll put it in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, when we sort of said it, but it's your own space. So don't be afraid to try things that feel like you or make you happy. I think there's so much pressure to feel like you want your house to look like page three of the catalog, if you know, but it's okay to kind of put two things next to each other that feel a little different when they're, when there's things that you enjoy. So I think that's yeah. what really makes, makes your house yours. Yeah. And I think too, it's, you want to walk into your home and be happy. So pick patterns that make you happy, pick colors that make you happy, even if they're not what's trending or, you know, what your neighbor would do. So I think a lot of people get really hung up on, oh, it's got to be like this. And it doesn't totally. have to be, it doesn't have to be what the Joneses have or what yeah. whoever says is in, in style, as long as it makes, you know, it makes you smile and it makes you feel good about being in your home. That's great advice and something that I preach a lot as well. So yeah, really good advice. So you have an Instagram and then any other yeah. social media, let us know. And then people can hear it. And then for everybody listening, it'll all be in the show notes and all clickable links. So go ahead, Liam, wherever you want people to come find you. I'm definitely most active on Instagram. It is Coast L Studio. So C-O-A-S-T-L Studio. Mm -hmm. Did not think about that with Coastal having two A's. It couldn't pull one out. (laughs) <laughs> make it easy to describe. Um, but you can also find you know my links over to Society6, Spoonflower, other ways to work with me at my website, leahkeggy.com. Coastlstudio.com will also get you there. Yeah. And what's great about Leah's website, when you go to it, the other places she mentioned, when you go to her homepage, she has it really organized. So you can click right on Society6 and see what her stuff is there. You can go to her Instagram. You can go to all these various places along with seeing you know, all of her work on her website. But her website's really organized to even take you to those other links. So I think the website is your hero link. <laughs> yes. It is much, it's much easier to just go there and you can get on yeah. Instagram or wherever else. Um, I do want to note for Spoonflower fabric and wallpaper, I do recolor for folks if they've got, if they see a pattern they like and they really want it to fit within their color palette. I am able to do that as of now. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. So if you've got an interior design project and you love, you know, you love that floral print, but it's not quite the right color or you want it to, you want to see it another, you know, in another shade, I'm happy to help with that. Would they just send you like a paint swatch or like another whatever and say, I'm trying to match up with this color yep. basically? Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Spoonflower is also a great site. Like you can, you can get lost mm-hmm. in it, but what I love it about it is that you can be really creative and allow yourself to kind of mm-hmm. do like a partial sort of DIY or collaborate with somebody like yourself and yep. say, oh, I love this pattern. I want to do it in this color. And like, it's something that right. you've collaborated with somebody on. That's kind of a cool thing. Because once you get it in your house, you can be like, I found this designer. I love the pattern. I picked the color. She implemented it for me. I mean, what a nice conversation piece to have as well, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's all good. So I'm so glad you joined me today. I really love your work. 
and I love everything that you do. So I'm really happy that you came on and I can't wait for everybody to feel more confident. I hope they take away just feeling more confident about using pattern and at least giving it a try and seeing Mm -hmm. what it can do. Because I I do think, like I said before, it, it can be a little contagious once you start. Absolutely. And it was a pleasure to be here as well. It's always, awesome. always fun to talk about pattern and color. Right? No, I'm so glad. Because I do think I do think it's a hurdle for people. And one thing we Absolutely. like to do on this podcast is bring valuable information so that people can feel like maybe just, okay, maybe I can, or maybe I should try that. Like they mm-hmm. explained it in a way that breaks it down where maybe I can try it. And, and making things attainable is important for me to impart mm-hmm. on everybody else. So thank you for helping Absolutely. me do that today. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. If you like what you're hearing on Welcome Home to the Suburbs, I would be so appreciative if you would support the show. The best way to support the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would be so appreciative, and I hope you will leave us a review. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.